0: Hello, everyone. My name is Beryl, and welcome to my podcast, Creative Force. If this is your first time listening, it is good to have you with us. For everyone else, I'd like to welcome you back. I'm here to bring you creative people in all genres of art, crafts, culture, and and information about topics of interest. All of these things begin with the Force of Creativity. If you enjoy listening to Creative Force, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Creative Force with your host, Beryl. Well, you know, the show is about creativity in many different genres, and today we are blessed with the presence of th- three artists and one acting as a curator. The show that we're going to be talking about today open June 1st and it's going to be up until June 23rd. We have one of the curators with us, Katrina, and we have two artists Pamela and Larry. Mm-hmm. Alright, Katrina why don't you please start by letting us know the name of the show, where the show is, and the little background.
1: Sure, thank you, Beryl. Um, my name is Katrina Jeffries, and I'm one of the participants in the No Longer Empty curatorial lab. And we were invited to Kings County Hospital to produce um, a show, to an exhibition, an art exhibition, and programming in an unused space in the hospital um, the show the exhibition is called aftercare and it's about um, exploring the theme of care after you leave the hospital care of the people who are caring for you in the hospital and all the things that relate to healing from trauma and also how you seek wellness within the community so um, The Director of Wellness and Recovery Division at Kings County Hospital, uh, Carlos Rodriguez Perez, is the person who uh, invited No Longer Empty into the space. Um, This is our third year of doing exhibition and programming. The first two years we just did it with the YX, which is the Youth Exhibition Program, and this year we've done the Youth Exhibition and the No Longer Empty Lab.
0: So one of the things I've I read about the aftercare program is that is it using a former emergency waiting room? I mean, what what was yes. the space before? Yeah,
1: the space was uh, the psychiatric emergency waiting room, and it's been uh, it's no longer mm-hmm. in use, um, and so it's a swing space for the for the hospital. So they've used it for meetings. Um, they had a retirement party there last, year, last week. Um, an organization in Kavi was holding uh, yoga uh, workshops every Wednesday. Um, so it's just kind of a, a space that people can book and use as a community space within the hospital. Okay, so it was curated, the ex- exhibition was curated
0: by the 2019 NLE Lab. What does NLE stand for?
1: NLE stands for No Longer Empty, and that is an organization that was established, a nonprofit arts organization that was established in uh, 20, 2011, 2012, to create art in spaces that are in underused spaces, in areas of the city that are have less art exposure or art institutions or places where people can view art. So it's about animating spaces that are maybe unusual places that you might expect to encounter art and then inviting the community in to interact with this art, giving the artists uh, opportunity to find new audiences that are outside the traditional places that artists might find themselves such as galleries and museums and educational institutions and um, to see what, what kind of parody we can create or what kind of things can happen just naturally as we put this together as the event rolls out. Well, that's good. I um,
0: I actually did come to the show, the opening on Saturday, and I was quite pleased with the many um, with the exhibitions that were being presented. Thank you. They were very unique. They were technical. They were beautifully done, and uh, the a s- lot of the stories behind them were also very very interesting. Um, <coughs> one of the things that um. I'd like us well I'd like you to talk about and let us know is um perhaps besides the two artists that are here if you could give us a little input as to who the other artists were and the types
1: of exhibitions that were being presented sure (coughs) um well there first of all I have to let you know there are 10 of us in the lab. So there are 10 curators. So it was very challenging to have 10 people come together and uh, be in agreement about <laughs> what? what was going to be in the room. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> but we did it. We right. did it. So so we we had a list of about 80 artists that we began with. And wow. it was just... Exploring, you know, first of all, we came up with a the theme, and then we just began to look at artists, like, everywhere. Some were former NLE artists who had been presented uh, in other spaces. Some were um, just artists that we found here at Brick uh, in the bi- in the biennial. Shout out to Brick. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we just, like, everybody just, like, used their contacts. Uh, we went to spaces. We did studio visits. Wow. We just were, like, all over, over the place. Over what period of time Um, we began we started meeting in March okay so it's very short period of time in order to create something like this and I think we've done a great job absolutely Um, because you know we have to put something in a community uh, I'm the only person really who's from the community the rest of the the cohort is from all kinds of places we have a woman from Denmark We have a woman who's Chinese, but she just graduated from school in Baltimore. Wow. We have, you know, people... We have a woman who's a social worker and runs a program in the Bronx. Uh, We have people who are... Not necessarily have artistic backgrounds, but come from art history backgrounds and... uh, um, um, Administrative. Administrative. Yeah, administrative backgrounds. Who have not ever actually put together a show like this. So, it's a learning process for them, and it's also you know, how to do community engagement, how to create relationships. So we wanted to bring together like, you know, not just traditional pieces of art, but also experiences for people um, that come to the exhibition. So besides Pamela and and Larry, uh, and uh, I say Pamela's probably, her and another artist, Malik Roberts, are probably the most traditional pieces of art. Like, okay. like <coughs> that we have in the room. Everyone else's is a little more, Uh, either installation or video or some kind of components combined. So uh, one of the artists is Bobby Anspach, and we we saw his piece at the Brick Biennial, and we um, were interested in him, so we went for a studio visit, which was really amazing, and we saw a piece that he had there, and we said we thought thought this piece would be really great for our exhibition Mm -hmm. because it's an accessible piece because you can sit in a chair. And what does it do? It's, he makes these pieces that are meditative, so okay. they're they're called "Place for Continuous Eye Contact," and each piece is named that. And they just he just gives a number to the next iteration of it. Right. So you sit in it, you put on headphones, you listen to music, you gaze into your own eyes, and you just like he puts you into this environment that's very calming and meditative. Well, I actually went in that. Um, How'd you like I it? I call it sort of like a
0: performance piece, actually, but. I loved it because I I have meditated, so Mm -hmm. I know how my body reacts when I meditate. Mm -hmm. And one of the main things I noticed in being in there was how my breathing had become more controlled and, you know, as if I was in a meditative state. So that was, it was very interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then we have a young artist. Her name is Quincy Baker. She did the piece that was in the window. She works with hair, so like hair extensions and beads and ponytail uh, adornments. And she created created a piece called Sky Blue. And the whole idea is that, behind it, was that when you come out of the hospital, the first thing you, when you're released from the hospital, when you come out of the hospital, the first thing you wanna do is see the blue sky. So it's a beautiful installation that is in a large window. And um, she uses the medium of hair braiding to relate to, you know, that's a tradition that is in the African-American culture and that everybody can relate to, And but she's elevating it into artworks. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a piece by an artist named Chloe Bass. It's called Experiments in Joy. It's also a, a kind of thing where two people sit and they time each other, and they gaze at each other and then they record um, their reactions to it Mm -hmm. and you have, we have sheets of paper you can take away and you can continue to like remember things that you felt while you were, where you were gazing to this person's eyes. Um, It was very interactive. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Then we have a piece, Damian Davis and it's a, it's a, collage, but it's a collage made of wood, and it's large. It's like 63 by 68 inches on the wall in the hallway, and it's called Blood Cells, Blackamore's College Series number 131, and Damien Davis does uh, work about sickle cell anemia. Uh, he had a brother who has sickle cell anemia, and he makes these large pieces that really address that disease in the, in the African American community. We have Diane Xavier, Each Body is Still a Miracle. She has printed text that she talks about, um, experiences within the healing community. She's also gonna be doing a workshop on um, June 15th, and everyone is, that's free and open to the public. Uh, We just require that you RSVP on the website. Okay. So at the end of the program, we'll give everyone
0: that information.
1: Yeah. Uh, We have an installation by Kiara Amaya Gopi, and she's a Trinidadian artist called Artifact Number Three, Terra Nullius. And it's it's her interpretation of three generations of experiences of women in her family recovering from trauma. So it's... um, What's the medium? It's (coughs) installation. So there's video, uh, there's a a wash basin and a a board, a washboard that Mm -hmm. she's constructed out of wood and glass. Mm -hmm. And then she has a video that uh, is reflected off of the water Mm -hmm. in the wash basin. So the idea is that you go in there and you listen to the, you listen to her video, you see the images, and then you have the opportunity to to uh, write on a chalkboard. She asks you to comment about what you think family is. So the idea is that family is not necessarily the people that you are born into, but how you, what you go out into the world and who you create and who you decide is your family, who supports you. Um, We have Charlie Gross. He is in residence at the hospital uh, with the behavioral health um, system and he is a photographer. And and a therapist. So he works with um, people who are kind of in the outpatient system Mm -hmm. and does photography with them and then talks with and does therapy with them. And so he's recorded some of their sessions.
0: I think everything I have seen in that show was interesting. Everything.
1: Yeah. We have uh, Taja Lindley, who is, uh, her piece is a video piece called An Installation, Bag Lady in Black, Iteration 2. And she is a young woman who is. She has a thing called "Color Girls Hustle." She's part of Harriet's Apothecary. She herself just um, received a. Um, I forget what you call it. Um, an award. Well, it's an award, <laughs> a residency, a residency okay. with the department with the Department of Health. Okay, great. Um, great so she great. just received an award of a residency with the so Department you, of Health.
0: Are you listening, listeners? You have got. To to go out and see this show if you're anywhere near Brooklyn New York so I'm
1: gonna let Katrina continue sure we have um, Malik Roberts who has a piece it couldn't be unseen and it's about young black men and what they experience and uh, it's a kind of a it's realism and abstraction in the same on the same canvas which also con has a um, an AV component, an AR activation component. So and you what's use an AR?
0: Because some people might not know.
1: Yeah, that's... Um, Artificial... Reality. Okay. Augmented reality. Mm-hmm. So you take the iPod, and when you place the iPod in front of the of the the painting, p- pieces of painting begin to be animated. Right. Which is very... It's really amazing. It's very interesting. We have soul sax, uh, the blues for instrumental cases like Ms. Esmeen Green's. So soul sax's piece really addresses his history of the, his relationship with the hospital. He was born there, he and his mother were treated there, he's had you know a lot of interaction with the hospital, and he wanted to use the case of Esmeen Green to bring attention to the state of the way patients are treated in the mental health system continuing. Mm-hmm. And with that, we have to add that um, he
0: utilized Monk as the guitarist mm-hmm. with background music, which is just awesome. Yeah,
1: it, it's really beautiful. And Ezra Wube, uh, who created, he works in uh, film, but he creates the components and does animation with them. So a couple of years ago, he did something called um, Flatbush Topia, in which he interactively created all these representations of some of the businesses in Flatbush and then uh, some, some were real businesses, some were uh, imagined places and then he created an animated film and it, this is the first time the film is being shown. And of course, we have um, Jenny Polak who created um, ICE, in the case of emergency, ICE signs in English and Haitian Creole. And those just kind of have to be experienced when you come in the hospital okay. so um, I don't think I saw those where, where were they they were at? you you probably missed them because they look like they're real signs okay that'll do it so they say <laughs> ice escape in case of ice escape sign escape routes okay um, and of course we have Larry Weeks and Pamela Allen and I, yes. they're here so I want them to talk about their work <laughs> so why don't we start with you Pamela
0: this is Pamela Allen and if you'd give us a background of who, where, how long you've been an artist, and the pieces that you have in the show.
2: Well, hello, and thank you for having (laughs) me.
0: Yes, you're quite welcome.
2: Um, My name is Pamela Allen, and I am a visual artist. I'm Jamaican-born, Brooklyn-based. I've been making art for over 39 years. Uh, I don't really know a time when I wasn't an artist mm-hmm. in my life. I mean, it's how I process. It's always how I process
0: You were probably born life. an artist, actually. I arrived this way. Fee <laughs> first, I arrived. Okay. <laughs> born
2: artist. And um, the work that I have... Oh, I'm also an educator, I should say. I'm a teaching artist. I go into um, underrepresented schools and senior centers and institutions and... Create uh, lesson plans that are based in arts making, but connect to curriculum.
0: Okay. Is that something that you do on your own, or are you doing it through an organization?
2: It's something that I do through organizations. Uh, currently, I am working with Brooklyn Arts Council, okay. Community Word Project, and I have done actually a lot of special ed residencies with Brick. Nice. In back in the day, so um the work that i have that katrina and the nle lab chose to incorporate into this show it's entitled ahimsa and it is a mixed media piece of work Uh, it's a mandala that speaks to regeneration healing accepting and finding found objects and reappropriating them to make them something real. So the so name Could you just let Ahimsa. us know what
0: a mandala is because some people may not know.
2: Absolutely. Um a mandala is uh it's a mandala is a Sanskrit word that means perfect circle. And many traditions, cultures, religions use the mandala in their uh Healing practice in their rituals. So the Buddhists use mandalas, um, West Africans use mandalas, Native Americans use mandalas. Generally, they're sand mandalas, uh-huh. and they tend to speak in 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 Buddhism uh, and in Hinduism. They are a way to express a teaching. They're a so visualization with it being of a teaching.
0: Sand. It means that it's not long-lasting that it'll be recreated exactly
2: there is an impermanence Mm -hmm. there is always impermanence um so i began to make mandalas after a residency a painter's residency in uh in delhi in india after going up to norbalenka in the north in the Dalai lama's holy seat now i'm not buddhist i'm not catholic i'm not christian but i do theosophical
0: thank you yes because <laughs> I am too <laughs> perfect
2: and all of these things I mean they're all the same really at the end of mm-hmm. the day so and, and we share so much um, ahimsa is a Sanskrit word that means do no harm and I incorporated this text into the and in, into the Madala that Katrina and the NLE um, team chose because I feel that that's what we, that's how we need to approach life in general. No highs, no lows. I've had quite a bit of trauma in uh, my life and in my experience and in, in making these mandalas and taking found objects like the sand and incorporating them or like taking recycled objects like the handmade paper that the little faces that you see are created with. That for me brings circle Brings full circle, aside from the fact that everything is a circle. Our eyes are circles, our irises are circles, our cells are circles, the sun is a circle. So it's a healing process for me. Art making for me is about healing myself. And then in throughout the process of creating an image that heals myself, the viewer is left with an image that brings them to peace and that brings them to breath. That's the premise of my work in general. I come right. from a long line of sort of mystic creatives who have been in um, essence attempting to make themselves useful through their practice, whatever mm-hmm. that
0: is. So the particular piece that you have in this show, mm-hmm. was it inspired by anything in particular in your life at the time of creation?
2: Yes. I. S- I started to make these circles right and 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 these mandalas after I had to uh, take my second mother off of life support and I was completely cracked down the middle I really didn't understand anything at that point it was like I had every brick of sense knocked out of my head and the only way that I could figure to find myself find my center was to make these just to make things so those faces, the little faces, I made hundreds of them in that time. Ahimsa took me about 10 years to create. Wow. The sand comes from my little kayaking journeys with my friend Ginny out in Hampton Bays in the Shinnecock Inlets in in, in um, Native American country and sacred lands. So we sort of, you know, go to each little island and pick up a little bit of sand. I asked for permission if I could bring it back from, you know. Um, and bring it and incorporate it into my work so it's always a there's always a process of healing that needs to happen my brother my late brother uh, had just died after a psychotic episode he had schizophrenia so there was there was a uh, him said do no harm you know just heal do no harm mm-hmm. I it was in a way a message to myself yes to do no harm and to don't live in the guilt because you know the thing about aftercare is it also addresses the, the, the caregiver
0: right you know. did I do enough could did, I have done
2: more you know exactly. th- those of us who are sort of in, in the perimeter and in the lives of those who need care mm-hmm. so uh, really it's a trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma yes. and ahimsa is a desire and, and, and a reaching out. At, ve- at the very center of the mandala is a piece of quartz crystal, mm-hmm. which is meant to just, you know, channel in positive energy. Right,
0: center. And center. Mm-hmm. So, could you give us the spelling of Hamsa? So, if uh, someone wanted to do research and who may not be familiar with the word, absolutely. It's A H
2: I M S A. Thank you himself. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So now here we are with Mr.
3: Larry Weeks. Well, hello everyone. My name, (laughs) as you know, as I just said, my name is Larry Weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been an artist, I think, all of my life. It's always been something that I've worked at and and, uh, tried to incorporate throughout my life. I I worked in the graphic design field where I use my artistic skills. I worked in the fashion industry where I also use creative skills. And uh, I am currently embarking upon building a fine arts career at the the ripe old age of 66. So this is my fourth career in my life. And uh, so it's a, a, a learning experience and uh, challenging, and educational, and uh, it's my passion. So okay. after years of working with people, for Absolutely. people, yeah, I'm working my passion. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, but it's difficult to to, to, oh, to come get on, things. Oh, Larry, Larry. Well, I have to be realistic. <laughs> it's difficult in getting what, Larry? To and, and and getting the message that you want to get out, because as as an artist and. You got to find the venues to get it out and get it recognized. Right, and that's why I appreciated this opportunity to participate. Well, thank you in, very much. In this event and, and participate in the podcast and, and participate with the LA, mm. NLE uh, whole event. So, right. art artists are constantly struggling about getting their, their message out. So, right. anyway, right. that you especially know, we
0: can, in this political
1: climate. Yes, you know. But so. Tell and us can about I just interrupt you for a minute? I, uh-huh. Larry, I just want to talk speak to that. As a curator to artists, uh-huh. when a curator approaches you and says, Hey, this is happening, please do it. Do, it. do everything that you can to respond to that, mm-hmm. even if it's like crazy deadlines, because this is this is exactly what Larry is saying. The reason why I really wanted to do this project is so that I could reach out to artists in the community who right. do not have the opportunities to get this kind of platform to present their work. Yes. To have people to get the eyes in front of their work that the that that uh, no longer empty has contacts with is really really important and that was you know me being one of the artists in this community and understanding you know the art from the, the end of the museum and gallery end to mm-hmm. the community end of it, and understanding that to bridge that gap is super, super difficult. Yes. So, you know, I had to really reach out to a lot of people, and people don't respond and they're like, oh, I don't want this, I don't know what yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah. Just, man, yeah, do it, when an opportunity yeah. comes, artists, 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 just please do don't say no. Right. Jump on it, because you just never know where it's going to lead well, you. Well, you
0: know what else, and like, that's t- <laughs> it. Not to reach into Larry's time right now and snatch it away. Reach, go right ahead. But one of the, I'm also an artist, um, a fine artist mm-hmm. as well as a glass artist, as well as um, a podcaster and um, doing films, short docs. Mm-hmm. And I find one of the things that is preventing a lot of people from getting these opportunities is their either inability lack of interest, or stubborn refusal of getting involved with the internet, web-based situations and information. And if you want to stay in the dark ages of not looking into how, and looking into using these resources, it's sad. So I think each of us should try and reach out and bring somebody from the past into yes. the mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. and Absolutely. the future. Absolutely. Well, that, if you gotta drag them, do it. That's that's <laughs> what I'm doing I, I, on my other side as, yes. as treasurer okay.
3: of, of Fulton Art Fair is getting this contingency of, of 40 plus artists and getting them to get their work out there and getting exposure for them. Right, So right. that's one of the things that, yes, it drives me crazy. And what were you
0: speaking of? What was the name of that organization? The
3: Fulton Art Fair. Oh, right, the Fulton Art Fair. And that's coming up well, well, soon right? Well, we're trying to get away from the concept that the Fulton Art Fair is a one-event-a-year thing. That's what it was for the last 58 years. Mm-hmm. It was one event on the fence, which is coming up next weekend and it'll be for the next three weekends where artists come out to Robert Fulton Park and they display their artwork. And Robert Fulton Park is where? It's across the street from Boys and Girls at uh, Fulton Street, Harriet Tubman Avenue, and Schenectady. Okay, all right. And what times are you out there on Saturday and Sunday? Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 6, weather permitting. Okay,
1: and also? Aftercare is from Wednesday through Sunday from 12 to 7 p.m. This Wednesday, we're actually having a program with Naliaka Wakisi, who is a vegan chef, called Exploring uh, Plant-Based Soul Food. Ooh. So it's a free program. You have to go to the website, nolongerempty.org. Look for events, and it's right there, June 5th. And we have a limited RSVP, so if you hear this and you want to do it, sign up wow. and, and what is
0: the um, website again?
1: No longer org,
0: And that's the whole word. Yes.
3: Okay. No cool. no spaces. Right.
0: And what is your website, Larry?
3: FultonArtFair.net. Okay.
0: Now, Larry, finally. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell us about the piece that you have well, in this wonderful exhibit at Kings County
3: Hospital? It, it's very curious. I originally, when, when Katrina came to me about it, I didn't know that Pamela was also participating because I've been saying for years to her, that we both do things that we call Mandela's mm-hmm. and we should do something mm-hmm. together. So we finally got that energy together right. in, in one room. The piece that I have in the show is called Mandela number seven. And uh, I, I call them Mandela's because I interpret one of the aspects of Mandela's is about individuals and indivi- the, the energy of the universe. Mm-hmm. So my Mandela's portray an individual and their unique energy force. Okay. So each one has a, a different um, energy. And, 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 and I also bring energy to the piece by, by using lights. Mm-hmm. So light is an important form of energy. Yes. And so I try to, to um, and, and some of them have different different themes Uh, There's a a Mandela that that looks like water, there's one that involves technology. Is
1: that the one that's in the show, the water one? No, the one
3: that's in the show is a general uh, energy. So they they take on different characteristics of of different individuals, but my goal, the, the there's one piece in the show, but the goal for me is to display multiple Mandelas At so one time. At one time. <clears throat> um, so that people can see that your individuality contributes to the greater universe and then the energy of the universe.
0: Right. So now, in your piece, excuse me, do you, you use light? What is your, your source of light? Well, the, well technically they're yes. technically they're they uh, <laughs> Is strip- it a secret? No. It, it, it's
3: it's my energy that I put into a little <laughs> bottle on the back and, and, and it say Shazam the, and, 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 and then and, it works. And, and it powers the whole piece, okay? That's what's up. <laughs> it, it's a uh, L E D strip light okay. and it's uh A C powered and uh, it's something that that that's commercially available. It's not something. Well, that it's designed. not like I, I would just come tool. to the show and look at it and say, mm. "Oh,
0: that's
3: LED that he's using." Well, I am mean, quite, <laughs> quite, sure quite sure some. of the artists <laughs> and the curators say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we know what he's doing." That's LED.
0: <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs>
3: so now, what is the title of that particular
1: piece? It's Mandela piece? Number Seven. Oh, Number I don't, Seven. I, that's right. I'm I mean, sorry.
3: There, there's maybe. There's only one that has an actual title. And what is that? That's the Mandala Mandala. Okay. <laughs> Man- was that the original <laughs> one? No. No, it was paper probably number 6 in okay. the series. Okay. And why does that have that well, name? Well, I wanted to to pay homage to Nelson Mandela. So, okay. Oh. See? So, so this and me- I asked. Mandala. Yeah, so this piece uh, contains uh, photographs of Nelson okay. uh, Mandela and also some of the, his famous quotes. All right, nice. So I try to to bring that energy okay. to to the piece. All right, great, Larry.
1: Can you talk about your I We concept? Oh yeah,
3: yeah. And, thank you. And and, and and the center of all of the, the Mandelas and also in other pieces, there's a um, a figure, a male figure. And Is that you? No. Okay. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> And, and um, what a and and, and, and it's the, the original piece that I did maybe fifteen twenty years ago was about showing that although this figure looks like one individual through the artwork it was a series of uh, photographs or, or graphics. And you saw the transition and zooming into the figure, you saw that it was made up of many figures. Oh, okay. So I tried to, to communicate that although I am an individual, I'm part of the greater we. So I call that my I, we, man. And and, and it doesn't represent just men. It represents right. humanity. Yes, all right. And so that's uh, the basic theme behind yes. it. Yes, so yeah. all of these pieces, uh, a lot of my... my what I call photogami pieces because I take photographs and manipulate them. Mm-hmm. They make they 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 also have an eye we figure in them, and so I transition that into my mandalas and also into my other artworks. Because okay. trying to make the spirits come together, Absolutely. the energy come together. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this show did that a lot in terms of bringing the spirituality, the um, the interest in health, mental health, to the forefront. It was very interesting, and listeners try and get out and see both shows. You have Saturday and Sunday to do. Um, and Wednesday and, through and, and Friday. And we're, Wednesday, we're at the hospital. Friday. And what what hours are you at the hospital? From
1: 12 to 7. Okay. We're in the C building, CG95, okay. and it's... When you're walking along uh, Carlton Avenue, Clarkson, Clarkson, <laughs> Clarkson Avenue, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. we're near 37th Street, but it's the it's an older part of the hospital, right? Um, that sticks out and has black um, decoration what, on it. Yeah, iron, yeah, iron some it? kind of decoration. There's yeah, a, and there's a little fence in front of it. But I wanted to just mention one more artist. Uh, we commissioned an artist, Catherine Coe. She was actually a surgeon. Uh, she's actually a brain surgeon who used to work at the hospital, wow. and she's an artist. Wow. So wow. we commissioned uh, some coloring book pages from her. Um, so it, she has three pages out of the brain surgeon's coloring book that we have on the table when you come into the exhibition space. And you can sit down and color. Right. And people were saying, like, oh, this is really relaxing. Yes, you know?
0: yes, yes. Who doesn't like to color? <laughs> exactly. Okay, because they have adult coloring books now. So right. very nice. <clears throat> well, I want to thank the three of you. For stopping by, thank you for having us. You're quite welcome. Thank you, Katrina, Pamela, thank you, and Larry. Thank, thank you, Beryl. All right, thank listeners, you, Beryl. thank you, Remember, Beryl. Go out and see the shows aftercare. Check it out. Yep, because they are very, very interesting. All right, and it's a wrap. Ciao. Come Bye. Come back soon. Thank you for listening to the Creative Force podcast with your host Beryl. If you liked what you heard come back and let others know about creative force until next time be well be creative and enjoy living you can find us at brooklyn free speech radio under soundcloud.com slash you can look for us under the hashtag arts and culture and also creative force
3: thank you